today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they're designed to make you think. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Remember the media. It's designed to make you not think. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because I keep thinking about it. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400,000 milliseconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Got that? We have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know. I just don't think I care. Professional radio. Professional radio. Two cans and a string. Here's the bottom line. For the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So we're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, here's one for you. What do we think about throughout the day most often? Mm-hmm. Huh? If you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. That's Seth. Just give us a call, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll have the privilege to talk to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D, that's like talking to a guy that makes it worth it driving in the rain to come to do a radio show with. There you go. Amazing. Amazing. All right, here it is. If you want to reach out to us by phone, you can do that. If you want to use text, you can do that as well. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Oh, here we go. 214-210-8483. See, I could have done it for them. I could have. I'm just saying. NPR, not professional radio. Anyhow, also you can send us an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david, D-A-V-I-D, at that little at sign, little A with a circle around it. It looks kind of goofy. Hemustincrease.org. You can send us that email. We do get that through the show live. Also, we want to send you to the website. A couple of reasons for that. One of the big things there on the website is the opportunity for you to share praise reports. And I want to thank everybody who's been doing that. I got a praise report they're going to read, not this segment, but the next segment. They came from Eric, just a super-duper-duper duper good one, and I'm just going to share it. And uh, 
I can't really do Eric's voice, so we'll just have to see how that goes. Uh, but the bottom line is that that's the place if you want to share something on, with people, but you don't want to do the actual sharing yourself, it's up to you. We'll be glad to do it for you because it doesn't matter whether the testimony is connected to the show or not. I could care less. It matters whether it's connected to the Lord. That's the key. So you share with one another in those things. Plus, on the website is a place to give directly through the website information regarding how to do it by check or by credit card. Any of those ways will work great. You got to check out the website, though. He must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. You want to go with that? I mean, we already got our three clues. Do you want to throw anything at that one? Or Does it have to be clue-related? No, not at all. You can have as much fun as you want. That is you on a boat fishing in White Rock Lake. In where? Rockwall Rockwall Lake? Rockwall. That would be my expression if I caught a fish. Uh let me just say that. See, how I would do it is I would go to the store, buy a fish, then I would throw it out, and then while nobody's looking, I'd attach a fish, and then I— To make people think you caught yeah, it. <laughs> exactly right. That's right. That's right. I'd do that. Leave me alone. Uh, don't forget to pray for the audience. Here's something I want you to pray for. Listen to this. This is a great thing I want you to add into your list, and then we're going to get into the teaching. Teaching is so uh, intense today. I really love it. But I want you to pray for lost family members. Okay, now, there's a lot of people that uh, there's a theology that says if you're saved, ever been your family saved. That's not how that works. That's not what happened in Acts chapter, uh, the chapter with the jailer. That's not it at all. The entire family believed. People have to believe to be saved. You can't be saved uh, at a distance. That's ridiculous. Here's the bottom line, though. We need to be praying for our family members. I've got tons of family members. <laughs> 90% of family members, uh, especially from my past, that have no salvation whatsoever, no knowledge of Jesus Christ. We need to pray for these people, right? This is the people that we need to be praying for. Plus, I want you to really be praying for the audience. That would be super duper cool if you guys would kind of keep praying for one another. It's just a big deal because it matters to God. So then it's a big deal. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. All right, I want to get into this next text, and we are at a place—I don't know what it is about 2 Corinthians that I I just really love so much of all of the text, so much of the material. Here we are. We are in verse 14 of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We're getting up to some of the big, big verses, but listen to this verse. This is—and I'll do a run-up, I guess, from verse 12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from gazing at the end of what was fading away. But their minds were closed to this day. The same veil remains at the reading of the Old Covenant. It has not been lifted, because only in Christ can it be removed." Oh, this is just like, only in Christ can it be removed. This is why people will read the Old Testament, and they're like, yeah, it's great stuff, and I love it, but I don't really get it. But you, that's right, you don't really get it, because only in Jesus do you fully get that this whole 
thing, I know you're going to hate me for this, but this whole thing comes back to Adam and comes back to Abraham and Adam blew it. And what Adam blew in the garden, this relationship with God, God restored, used Abraham as his pinpoint man to, to illustrate that this is about a friendship with God. And what Jesus essentially did, without getting too weird on me, is reestablished what was lost in the Garden of Eden so that we can have fellowship with God. I mean, this is what you can do, all the stuff you do in the world. Say all the theologies you want. What happened? We blew it in the garden. Jesus helped us get it back. There you go. And that's only understood in Christ. So it's really, it's, I think it's quite fascinating. So the text, you know, it's the same veil that separated people from seeing God present. You know, when, when they read the Old Testament, it's, it's because their minds are closed. People cannot understand when we show them various things in the Old Testament because their minds have not been enlightened. Enlightened in some kind of special education, Dave? No. Enlightened because of Jesus. Their minds have closed. They've not turned to the Lord. They do not understand what he's saying or how it all fits into the scheme of things. They sit there and they go, yeah. The key to understanding is that minds can only be opened and the veil can only be removed in Christ. It's the only way you're going to get this. The whole thing starts from the beginning and points to the cross in, 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 the, in Genesis 1, 1, all pointing to Jesus in, in Revelation uh, 22, 21, 21, 22, 21 paints points back to Jesus. It's all pointing to Jesus. It gets done in Jesus. We get to do this through Jesus. All the purpose of the creation, the things that we're supposed to do, one of the reasons, the main primary reason we were created is to glorify God, but it's also to fellowship with him and live with him forever, only done in Christ. So when we turn to Jesus, we begin to understand what we read in the Old Testament, and we see through the power of the Holy Spirit how it applies to our lives. The, this veil, this covering, this closing is only removed through Jesus Christ. This is why when you became a Christian and you first opened the Bible after you became a Christian, you were like going, whoa, this thing has life in it. Who would have thought? I've heard testimony of testimony about Christians. Now, it's, I understand that people grow up in Christian homes, and sometimes they follow very diligently into the faith. But even in that process, the word starts to saturate in such a way. That's when it's become the salvation and the turning to Christ, and their minds open up. Listen to this. Think about when you became a viable Christian. That's when the Bible became more than a recital. That's when you figured out that the Word of God actually speaks. How do we know all this? I mean, is this a New Testament confirmation as well? Luke 24, 24. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the Scriptures. Luke 24, 24. You want to know what it is that it takes for you and I to grasp what's been written by the Word of God? It takes God. It takes Jesus Christ to open their minds, the two disciples on the road. To, to amaze, it takes Jesus to go, bing, look at this. And they even said our hearts were burning within us. It's like, what? Because the Lord makes it known. This is why you hear me say to you on a semi-regular basis, you hear me say when you pray, when you're doing your prayers, and then you whether you do it before or after, and then you read the Word of God, pray before you read the Word of God that you can grasp, that you can open it up, that you can hear what God has to say. There is so much 
that the Lord wants to share with you and I, and there is such a great depth to the Word of God. If you think you know it all, you are sadly mistaken. You can read the New Testament a hundred times, I have, over a hundred times, I have, in multiple versions, I have, and recognize that you know very little. But through Jesus, it opens up. So just say, Lord, open my, open my mind. Let me hear. Let me see. Let me understand. Let me grasp. Let me get it. Speak to me. That's why it's called, by the way, the Word of God. Okay? We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? And God's it's like, there's no room there. It's like, well, no, no, no. I, I can, I can, you know, not vote for either kingdom. Well, let me get this straight. You're not voting for the kingdom of God. Therefore, you're also trying to be a supporter of the kingdom of darkness. How's that work? That doesn't work. And in, in lieu of that, you know, I, was, I had a discussion with my son. We were talking about preparation and being ready because you never know when the Lord, you don't know when that trumpet's going to blow for you. You don't know at that moment where God's going to go ding dong, time's up. And I, say, I said, you always got to be ready. He said, well, you can't always be ready. It's like, no, you always got to be ready. Matthew chapter 24, verse 42, be ready, always be ready for you do not know the day that the Lord will come. And that's not just from an eschatological point of view for life. That's for you individually. You got to be ready and watchful and aware because this is kingdom stuff. And there's a kingdom being built to glorify God, and there's all the opposing kingdoms. And it's a pretty straightforward question. Which kingdom are you trying to support? That's the question. And if you say, well, I'm not supporting any kingdom, then you are opposed to the kingdom of God. Because you're either helping advance his kingdom or you're in opposition. And that's where Jesus split the line. And you think, well, that, that doesn't seem fair. We have a great word around this show that we like to use every once in a while, but with tons of love. Tough. It's like, it's, it's not whether you think it's fair or not. You know, well, I don't think God, a God of love would do it this way or this way. Too bad what you think. You're not God. That's not up to you. Well, that's just what the Bible says. So let me get this straight. So you believe that God can create the universe, but he can't write a book? Boy, that argument's going to get lost every single time. So my whole point in bringing this up is there's, it's not a contradiction at all. You're either, for, you're either for, in Luke 9, 49 and 50, you're either for the kingdom, advancing the kingdom, driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ, trying to make declaration for the truth of God, or you're against the kingdom, whether you are verbally, physically against it, or whether you are verbally and physically doing nothing. There is... No neutral. You're either a kingdom advancer or you're against the kingdom. And what's really hard, are you ready for your noodle to get baked here, is the decisions that we make advance kingdoms. Do we consider our decisions before we make these decisions, do we consider what kingdom we're impacting? Wow. 
Isn't that tough? The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your first trivia question. What was the name of Mordecai's cousin who married King Xerxes? What was the name of Mordecai's cousin? I should do the more little... What was the name of Mordecai's cousin who married King Xerxes? If you think you know the answer, you can call us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. We'll fire right into our DNA. So much stuff to do today. Uh, D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Spoon, you're really irritating about that. Good. (laughs) Uh, N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. In Luke 9, 26, Jesus said, I'll be ashamed of you. If you're ashamed of me, that's bad. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. OPM, other people matter. You're thinking about how other people are doing, what's their life going through. I understand you've got your issues, and I'm not telling you not to deal with issues. Don't get the wrong impression. I'm telling you very clearly the way to approach it is to do the things you need to do for yourself, but add other people into your universe. Remember, the premise of Jesus' ministry is that he came to serve, not be served. So that's all you got to remember. That's a DNA. Draw closer to the Lord daily. D-N. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And then A. Always be ready to serve. Okay, so we got our trivia question. So many things that I want to share. I am going to go to this thing that, uh, that Eric shared. I think it's just really good. And he, if he called in, I, he's been super busy. He told me he's at like some classes and so on. So you'll understand when I read his testimony. But just real quickly to make sure everybody knows what the question is: What was the name of Mordecai's cousin who married King Xerxes? What was the name of the girl? Now, if you know that, you can call us nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text two one four two one zero eight four eight three. Or send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. This uh, praise report is from our great friend Eric, and I'm just going to do my best. We do have somebody calling in. So what we'll probably do is take that because I want to read this, and I want you to understand he could share this better than he thinks he can, but he wrote it really good too. So I'm going to do my best to communicate it and share it with you. But in the meantime, we'll give this person a chance to uh, answer the trivia question. We are a go on that, so let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, bro? I'm doing good. Feeling good. Thank you, everybody, for the prayer. appreciate it. Uh, we're going to keep praying for you. Nobody's going to stop because you're a Amen. part of our family and we don't quit. Amen. Amen. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Here we go. Ready? Pretty forward, straightforward. What was the name of Mordecai's cousin who married Cur- uh, King Xerxes? Are you talking about Esther? Yes, sir! 
Yes, sir. Now, some people that say, well, maybe a cousin, maybe not. Oh, come on. Just leave it alone. That's the gal that married King Xerxes. That's what you got to know. Esther, yes, sir. Good job, brother. Thank you. You are you, you, you're filled with Bible knowledge. I think the Holy Spirit will recall for my answers. So. <laughs> Listen, I trust him to get me through. <laughs> when, I, when I remember something now, I start to cheer for myself. There you go. It's all right. <laughs> I, I, I like your doctrine. I think I think you're right on spot. I, I don't really think I can say you. I've heard anything she said that I vehemently oppose. So uh, you, you and I, uh, I'm same mind. I think so. That's good. That's a good yeah. thing. If you do find something you don't like, it's okay. I still love you. You still love me. We can still move forward in the other ninety-eight percent of things. <laughs> Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. Brother. We love you and appreciate you, guys. Thank you, brother. God bless you. God bless you. Bye bye. All right. Another excellent call by Ace. Right? We love Brother Ace. He's so good. I'll tell you, he's like one of the originals. You guys just noticed that one of the original. Which, by the way, tomorrow will be four years. Wow. Which, by the way, tomorrow is Jennifer's birthday. Super Jen. Yeah, Super Jen. But you can't call her to say happy birthday at the station, okay? Because one, she won't be here. And then two, you can't flutter with phone calls. That's not cool. If you want to send her an email, that's fine or something. But tomorrow's birthday. And guess what? Tomorrow is Addie Bug's birthday. That's my first grandchild. It's her birthday, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Isn't that amazing? All on St. Patrick's Day. Not an Irish bone in any of the spoons, I can tell you that. All right, here we go. Uh, let me read this from Eric. It's really good. He said this. Yesterday, I had to go to a class uh, for eight hours plus. We had a class of about 23 airline captains who are winding down their careers and have five years or less to go with the company. The theme of the course was that we are experienced seasoned captains with engineering, science, math, and a desire for exploring and adventure. We should not let up on our disciplines that got us to this point to be mentoring to the new generation coming into this very unforgiving career. With the 23 people that were in the course, we had over 700 years of experience in that room. Wow, that's a lot of of experience. Like many of these types of courses, each captain had to stand up and give their name, how they got started in aviation, and how many years of experience they have in flying, and some unrelated fact about ourselves that has nothing to do with flying. When it came to be my turn, I I said all the equivalent mumble-jumble things that everybody else said, and then for my unrelated fact, I said... When one of my boys joined the Marine Corps, he led me to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And that is the most valued and precious thing that I have ever done in my whole life. Okay? He led me to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And that's the most valued and precious thing I've done in my life. I have learned that the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. I could feel the eyes rolling from the guys sitting behind me. But when it came to our next break, about an hour later, I had two people come towards me and thank me for the testimony. If you would have told me 10 years ago or even a year ago that I would have done that, I would have said that would never happen. Thank you, Jesus. Right? That's That's a really great testimony, right? And he did write it really, really well. He's pretty good at that stuff. Like that. that was pretty good. So yeah. good I thought you wrote that. Yeah. No, he, he wrote that. And so I just want to say, when you have something, now, you don't have to write that way. I mean, listen, 
don't get like, oh, I'm intimidated. Don't be intimidated. That's not what this show's about. If anything happens to you, not related to the show, just related to God, related to the kingdom of God, write it, share it, call. We love that. And it's such a blessing. All right. I've got that done. Got that done. i got to share this last little bit. You guys are going to go a little nutty here. But just I know some people won't even believe it. And you don't have to. But you just have to listen to what I'm going to say. Here we go. I want to go back to that 14, 15 uh, verse and 16 verse. But their minds were closed. For to this day, the same veil remains at the reading of the old covenant. It has not been lifted because only in Christ... Can it be removed? Verse 15. And even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their heart. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. I want you just to understand that your time in the Word of God, your time when you engage with God, it's just fantastic that the Lord ever shares with you, speaks to you, encourages you. I want you to get this insight, and it's superbly important. You cannot understand one biblical truth apart from God. You can give me a blah, 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 blah. It's his word. And for you and I to make sense of it, we need him. That's, I mean, that's it. I mean, I'm just going to share. I'm not going to get into this great thing, but I had this dream when I was, you know, a young Christian. I had read the Bible for the first time, and then I said to the Lord, there, I read it. It's not that hard. I got it, right? Went to bed that night, had a dream. The Lord showed me I was I, I was in uh, I was, there was like a fishing boat and I was like the little Bob lure thing that went into the water and so the the thing the little thing went down in the water didn't stay floating like it normally does but it went about three or four inches and it goes and the Lord spoke to me in the dream and said this is where you are <laughs> and then we descend miles and miles into the water. And he goes, but this is how deep it goes, right? And I, when I woke up, I had a migraine. It was so deep. I was like, wow. whoa. That told me right then and there, this is so much deeper than humanity could ever fathom. I think it's true. Many of us do get to the first couple inches, and that's better than nothing. But there's many feet, many yards, many miles to go. And that is something altogether even more cool. All right? Can't get away from that, folks. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. 
No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. What happens when he stops following Christ? Stop following him. And what about 2 Corinthians 2.14? Not that we rule over your faith, Paul said. What? Not that we rule over your faith. So this whole notion that there's this authority structure and that people have to obey, because if they don't obey in every nuance, they're going to be, you know, zapped or whatever. Ours was better. You know what our story was? Ken told the story about past congregations he had, how, about people who disobeyed him and spoke evil about them, and how God killed them. That's what he told us. In fact, it was true that somebody out of the 110 people out of his three previous churches, let's just, we'll just leave that there, uh, uh, one person did die. Wow, one out of 110. They picked up a hitchhiker on their way to Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, I pastored in Flagstaff. And uh, the hitchhiker ended up killing the guy because the guy was a mental case. But uh, can use that after his church was closed 15 years later saying, see, what? What? But we were too dumb to know. So now you have the same guy that told us how to attack a Christian leader, telling us we can no longer attack Christian leaders unless he, the anointed of God, gives us permission. He's in charge, and we can't challenge him or question him. And, oh, by the way, if we talk about the anointed or touch the prophets of God, God will kill us, and he's him. So I, I, he's, he's the one of the anointed, so we can't touch him. Even though none of that is scriptural, none of that is right, and all of that is wackadoodle. 770 KAAM Garland Dallas Fort Worth